Welcome to the Guardrail Podcast. This is a podcast about what it looks like when you ask God to give you eyes to see and ears to hear. We describe all the many things God has shown us as we have pursued a deeper walk with Him. I'm Rachel. And I'm Fa. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. Welcome back. (laughs) To the podcast, everybody. This is our first take tonight. The no, it's not the guardrail <laughs> podcast. Um, find us on the Instagram, the Facebook, the YouTube, for sure. And like and subscribe and share with your friends and family. Call your friends on their call them up right now phone. and tell them to listen with you. Yeah, and then you'll have a better life. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So thanks for tuning in. Again this week. Thanks for listening. A Mm -hmm. lot of people are listening. Yeah. We're about to hit. Thank you. A good number of listeners right now. We're famous now, despite (laughs) what that one comment said we weren't. I know. (laughs) We are famous. That was so funny. (laughs) I'm famous in my family. But anyway, um, yeah, so we're excited to have people listening. Um, We always appreciate positive feedback. And when you do share um, the episodes, it helps us out for sure. Mm Mm-hmm. Also, just encouraging to know that people are actually listening to us. And we're hoping that it's helping in some way. Shout out to the Belgium guy that's listened to Mm, all the episodes. He's our favorite. He or or she. Or or she, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's pretty awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Anyway. Oh, are we going to record one for next week? Because we won't be here. Oh, I don't know. Oh, you know what? We should talk about that a little bit. Why? Um. so the whole reason we have a podcast and we're in this like personal revival is because we went last year to the belonging company. And when we came back, the conference, yeah, the conference yeah. and we came back different. Yeah. We described so, this in episode one. Yeah. This marks a year that. Yeah. So we're celebrating. Things that. woke up for us spiritually. I know. Right. So we're going back again this year. It's going to be a good time. And First actually, all, honestly, if anyone's listening and is actually any any possibility of going, you should definitely invest. Oh well, yeah, for sure. In going there, for it sure, it is it. a great conference. Yeah, there are some people that listen to us in Nashville. Yeah, and they should go. Yeah, if they don't already go. Um, what a year has been, huh? Mm-hmm. It's been crazy. I it took me thirty eight years to get to where we are now at least me (laughs) yeah and all of a sudden like everything i've ever known is like on its head Mm. and things are like much better you know what i mean like i i feel like i know god on the level now that i didn't think i could oh yeah i mean i mean we've mentioned before about what was going on like just being spiritually asleep and you know i mean like we've had different experiences with god and just we've you know what's great about what i'm trying to say is what great what is great about god in the bible and about the holy spirit is that he's always going to bring new revelation uh to his word and then you're in different seasons of your life i mean his word speaks to you differently and but what i've learned is that you know you actually have to participate yeah <laughs> in your relationship with god which is something that i think i hadn't done for years mm. which is actually actively pursue god just yeah. kind of took it for granted and was asleep and, you know. Yeah, like, that is the best way to describe what happened to us is that we were spiritual asleep. Yeah. And the thing about being asleep is you don't know you're sleeping. And yeah. that, to me, is it's the crazy. biggest, like, 
gain <laughs> from all of this yeah. because um like you i didn't know because if you had asked me it's like how was your spiritual life a year ago or how like you know how's things going you know church-wise i'm like oh great you know yeah, it's been awesome right. and i think it's because we like to live on past experiences you know what mm, i mean that's so true yeah I was just talking to somebody about that recently about how, you know, people have encounters with God and experiences with God and then they'll create a religion around it. Yeah. Like it's like, okay, every some of these like denominations are birthed out of like some kind of revival or some kind of whatever, like right. Azusa Street or whatever. It's like the birth of something. And so we make like, you know, altars around the experience and then we just stay at that altar when God is just constantly asking us for to pursue him for a new experience the daily bread you know it's a it's a daily encounter a daily experience with god yeah like if you're not eating daily of his word and like just consuming what a revelation for today then that there might be some kind of issue you know it's like the bible was clear like give us this day our daily bread or like yeah israelites eating yesterday's manna is rotten but like god has a fresh word and a fresh revelation or, you know, whatever every day. And I think that, um, you know, we have to actually pursue and follow him and and look at him every day. Yeah, it's true. We, we, we live off the past. I don't know. I just, I just feel like religion will lie to you and say that things are fine with you. You know what I mean? Like, uh, things are fine. Your church's fine. Um, the way you relate to God is fine. Your spirituality is fine. Uh, just keep going because I it's I I know that the devil's just trying to trick people into not pursuing God, mm-hmm. not pursuing a personal relationship. They don't want to. They don't, he doesn't want you to pursue intimacy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it'll come in forms of oh, that's new age or that's like. Not no. really God. You know, like you should be careful. Is this really God? You know what I mean? I like, don't know. Um, I think that religion, you don't have to have a relationship in religion because you have tradition. Yeah. So what point is it to, you know, you don't need to really pursue God because you have re- relation. You do, You have tradition. You have like, okay, well, this is what we do. This is how yeah. we do it. And this is what God likes. And we'll just keep doing that. And, yeah. You know, you don't really need to have an active relationship and i think the whole point of this year was god was showing us like okay this is what happens when you seek me you draw near to me i draw near to you Mm -hmm. and you know there's things that like need to be sanctified in you and as you go through a a sanctification process you become more like christ and, and as you follow christ you're doing what christ is doing and 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 it's really becomes um less of like having to do things to prove, you know, um, salvation or something or like, you know, justification for yourself, but it's more about being and in the being things change because God's really doing something in you. I don't know if that's making any sense. What I'm trying to say is when you follow God and you keep your eyes on him and you do as Jesus is doing, because Jesus said, you know, I'm only ever doing what I see the father doing. And then Jesus is like, you know, come like follow me and paul was like okay follow me as i follow christ we're all just following the leader here yeah but as we are following god we're doing what jesus is doing and so in those actions we are 
like his hands and feet and things actually start happening. But for, for us, or at least for me, I was like trying to do stuff without following him, like do stuff for him without actually being yeah. with him. And that I mean, was more religion you definitely than relationship. Get into performance mode. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's not a good place to be. But anyway, to say all that, we are actively pursuing God now, which is something we couldn't say a year ago. Yeah. We're just kind of, we're complacent and indifferent in my relationship with God. Prior to a year ago, I think the best word for it would be indifference. Mm. Just don't care. <laughs> yeah. You know? And that's like a slow burn, I think, you because you start off okay, and then like little by little things creep up on you. And then when you look back and you're like so far away from where you're supposed to be, you know what I mean? Yeah. That you need an intervention from God. And that's where he is. Uh, I don't know. I, that's where he specializes. I don't even I... think like it is like, I mean, this is a daily process. So even just one day where you get your eyes off of Jesus is a problem, you know? Yeah. But what I'm saying is like you do one little thing each day. And then when you look back and you're like, oh. Mm, yeah. You like slowly add up. Yeah. move away. I think in in a um, compromising and indifferent state, you fall asleep. You know, yeah. it's like you kind of just get lulled to sleep, but whatever. Anyway, to say all that, we're better now. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. uh, we have been going through a process, a process of laying down idols, things that we had a collection of, <laughs> yeah. many idols, and just actually understanding his word, like, which is wild. We're like, I'm actually reading the Bible every day, wherein before I read it maybe once a month. <laughs> couple of weeks you know it's like not very diligent not and i didn't care you know it was like whatever um and so when you do that stuff man it changes you it changes you god will change you and um it's It's all good you know but again i'll reiterate it's an active participation it is not as a friend would say a spectator sport well anyway uh well what i wanted to talk about today was burdens part two. Oh, there we go boom so what i've learned is that that's what i, I to don't learn things the first time <laughs> and i forget and then god tells me again but like in a slightly different way right and what i've learned is that god will just keep telling me and reminding me until i either retain it or i don't know whatever he'll just keep telling me and i think mm. that's really kind of god that he's very patient with us true um so anyway um we do have an episode on here about burdens and it's a very good one because i said so and it is um it was life-changing a hundred percent about giving your burdens to jesus and not giving them to people like we just go to people and share our burdens instead of giving them to god well anyway i i was amazed by that the first time i heard it from jesus saw it i mean and um continued to uh not 100% apply it. (laughs) So so anyway, well, it all goes back to this one time when Fa and I were fighting. We were having a little tiff as married individuals do. Hmm. And um, we were quarreling, as they said back in the day. (laughs) And um, so we were fighting about whatever and um, it made me sad. 
fa makes me sad sometimes. And so <laughs> I'm just going to make fa sound bad. <laughs> fa was really mean to me. <laughs> and, you know, I just, I just, you know, a victim. So anyway, so we were fighting and I don't know. I, so like, I feel like I'm learning how to have a relationship with God, like all over again. And I was like, oh my gosh, God, like, you know, I'm sure there's some part of this that I'm wrong in. And I'm sure there's some part where he's not right in. And, and it's like one of those deals. Right. Right. And it's also too, it's like, you know, you, you're fighting. So like you get emotional in it, obviously. And you just like, then you just start saying things you shouldn't say, <laughs> Yeah, you know, as you get angry and it's like, well, I'm gonna make him pay. And, um, you know, whatever you gotta fight clean, but that's always easier said than done sometimes, unfortunately. So anyway, to say all that, I'm like praying and I didn't really hear anything from God about it. And I'm like, oh my God, God doesn't even want to talk to me anymore. You know, cause I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I'm at ends with my husband. So God's probably not going to like bother talking to me until I get it right with Fa, which is a weird thought. I don't even know where that came from, but it was like some kind of logic that I had in that so, moment. So um, it, I had the same logic. Do you? I did. Oh, that's thank, thank God. So yesterday, um, that thought occurred, uh, occurred to me. Occurred. Occurred. Yeah. So yesterday, that thought occurred to me. Occurred. <laughs> How, why can't I say that word? I don't know. I'm having trouble talking too. Um, I was thinking about that because I was just trying to pray real quick, and it was like coming up with nothing. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, ugh. So I have this block now. Yeah. That God doesn't like you now. Because. Yes. <laughs> but I knew that it wasn't a thought that was my own. And I knew it wasn't true. Because mm-hmm. I was like, this is the enemy. Yep. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I, because he can see, he can see where. Yeah. In a tiff and I bet he goes, how can I use this? You know what I mean? Yeah. So there it is. Okay. Well, anyway, this was months ago. Um, and apparently we have fought since. <laughs> so anyway, um, I'm like thinking, I'm like, okay, God's like, like God's not going to talk to me until I make it right with Fa or something weird like that. And it's just weird. I, again, I don't know where I came up with it and why I thought it, but I was scared that that was true. Even though I kind of knew that wasn't true, it was just kind of like, well, what if it is, you know? Anyway, right. so I end up calling a friend and I'm talking to this friend about, I didn't say like anything except for just like, Hey, pray for me. You know, what about Jesus not coming, like not talking to me anymore. If I'm like at discord with my husband or something. And, mm. and then, you know, this person like was like, no, that's not true. You know, blah, blah, blah. And prayed for me. And that was it. Right. And so then like later I was uh, like praying again and I saw stuff, but I will say this though, is like after that moment, it was different. Like I had a hard time the last, the months in between like February and like April, like were just weird times. Like I just didn't see things yeah, as much as I did before. Right. There was a time when in October of last year, I was like seeing something from God like every day, like every time I went to go pray, I was like blasted with something wild. And so I was like, wow, it's just not like that anymore. Mm. And, and I was like, I don't know what's going on. I'm like, I can't hear from God. I'm like, oh, why, God, why aren't you talking to me anymore? Like, it was just way more difficult and just 
I was just struggling to right. hear from God and to see things from God. Mm. So I didn't know what was happening. And it, honestly, like weeks and weeks, months, months went, went by where it was just difficult. So anyway, fast forward to this one time I'm praying and I'm asking God like, and, and to, to be, to be fair, God has ta- taught me a lot about, um, seeking the vision and not his face. And that I talked about that. Right. One of these episodes is me preaching about that. And you can listen to that as the recent one. But anyway, um, so that was part of it. But anyway, to say that one time I was praying and I was kneeling down. It's so interesting that every time I kind of put myself in this kind of posture while I'm praying, I see something usually grabbing at my hair. And <laughs> it's so weird. Almost like every time I do that now, I'm expecting to see something grab mm. at me. But anyway, as I did this, I saw this like boulder hand come and grab at my hair. And as I, I looked and I saw it, it was this huge Hulk-like boulder creature. It looked like it was made of stone. And I think there's some kind of creature from like... The Fantastic Four. Yeah, that looks just like it. He looks like he's made out of stones and he's huge. Yeah. It was like that man, that thing. That's what I saw. And he was like whipping me around in the kitchen and like throwing me around right and i went into the kitchen and i saw jesus and the holy spirit sitting at the kitchen island and i'm in the kitchen this huge hulk thing is in the kitchen with me and i'm trying to look at jesus but i couldn't because this thing was blocking me and i'm so like i'm behind it and jesus and the holy spirit are in front of it and it's just in between us right and it was so big in the kitchen that there was like no room to move around in the kitchen to like move around to see jesus and i'm trying to climb over him i'm trying to move past him he wouldn't let me and he was so massive that i wouldn't be able to see anyway and i was like oh my god it's so cluttered in here it's so crowded in my kitchen i can't even any attempt i make is like awful and i can't do it so i kind of gave up i like sat down in the corner in the kitchen and just kind of like resigned the fact that like, I'm not going to be able to see Jesus. It's not letting me. And that's that. Right. So I started praying about what I was seeing and I was like, Jesus, what is going on? Why is my kitchen so crowded? What is this thing? What does it mean? What does it represent? I'm asking all the things, you know? Right. And, um, so I'm asking God about what is this thing? You know, what, what am I supposed to pray about it? And like, how do I get rid of it? You know, whatever. I saw Jesus t- um, come over to it, right? And he like kicked its knees out. And then as like its knees disappeared, like it, he like kicked his knees so that it crippled over mm. and it like crumbled into dust, like into dirt. And so I realized it wasn't made out of rocks. It was actually just made out of really dry uh, mud, you know, right. like really dry soil. So it was just made of dirt and it was like easy to get rid of. I didn't know that. But anyway, he kicked its knees out and it crumbled down and it became dust and he like took the broom and like swooped up the dust and put it outside, right? Right. And so I was like, and and, and like, I know why he showed that to me because he told me before, it's like, well, you know, you always have victory in the end. So I, I knew he always kind of seems to do that. He shows me the end is going to be all right, you know? Yeah. But like, let's talk about what's happening here. Mm. So anyway, I am back to where this thing is like obstructing my view. And I'm asking the Holy Spirit, what am I supposed to pray about it? What What is this thing? Declutter my space. Make I, I want to be able to see you again, Jesus. And after a while, I could see that I actually was tethered to it. It actually had me in, in a chain. Like it, I was like its pet or something. And it was like throwing me around in the oh. kitchen with its arms. Yeah. yeah. And it's like I had, I was like kind of at its, you know, will. Like I, yeah, like I couldn't do anything. So I'm praying like, okay, get rid of it. How did it get in here? 
which is the Holy Spirit kind of led me to that prayer, like, well, how did it get in here? Right. And so I started to see like, and again, with my previous like visions, as far as burdens go, was like, I saw that, that like God showed me that like the enemy is always knocking at our door. Like he's always trying to, 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 uh, deceive us into opening up the door. So like pretend to be the pizza guy, the delivery man, like everything, you know? And what I could see is like, you know, my house, it represents my heart. So it's like outside of my house, there was like a ton of people like lined up and to get into my front door, like lined up waiting for me to open up the door so they could come in. And I didn't let them in. Right. But and I didn't recognize any of them until I started to recognize this one friend of ours. And so I saw this friend. And I was like, oh, it's so and so. And they come around the window and they were like waving to me through the window. And I was like, oh, it's it's my friend. So I should be yeah. like, why wouldn't I let that person in? So I go over to my sliding glass door and I, I let him in. And as I let him in, this huge boulder um, was chained to him. He wasn't chained to it. It was chained to him. And he was actually, it was like his pet. And he was like leading it in my house. Hmm. So not only did I have this huge boulder in, but it came from this one person that I let in my house. And now not only was it Jesus and the Holy Spirit, me, this huge boulder creature, and this friend and me, you know, like we were all in my kitchen. And I was like, wow, this is so wild. Like, I don't even understand this. Like, God, what am I supposed to pray about this? Like, am I not supposed to have friends? Like, am I not supposed to talk to other people? <laughs> like, I don't yeah. get it, you know? Yeah. I was like, I don't understand what that means. And why is this thing chained to him? Like, what is going on? And so I'm praying about it. And I'm like, okay, God, there's just like way too many people in here. There's not enough room. It's all crowded and cluttered. Like, what is going on? Declutter my space, God. Declutter my heart. Like, just get rid of them all. And I, I, I heard that verse in Galatians 5.1, I believe. Where it's like, for Christ has set you free. Stand firm. And then again, do not let yourself be burdened by the yoke of slavery. Mm. I kept hearing that again. And I was like, I don't know what that means, God. Okay, like, I don't want to be burdened by the yoke of slavery again, God. So like, okay, set me free here. Like, what's going on? And I was like, I don't get it, though. Like, why is it wrong to let your friend in? Like, why is it wrong to have a friend? Like, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. And so praying, praying, praying. I didn't get any clarity, but I did see eventually where Jesus, like, had led them all out of the house. Like, just got rid of. I was like, get rid of my friend then, like get rid of him, (laughs) take him outside. (laughs) And I saw Jesus do that. So like, again, I knew like this was going to be resolved. But anyway, I decided to go to sleep. And as I'm falling asleep, the Holy Spirit was like, and like, I don't know if I've already said this or not before, but the Holy Spirit, tell what do you? You have. No, you don't know what I'm even going to say. The Holy Spirit um, will talk to me while I'm falling asleep. And I was like, why do you keep talking? Like, I've been asking you this whole night and now you save it for when I'm falling asleep. And the Holy Spirit's like, yeah, because you've been talking the whole night and I'm not going to talk over you. Yeah. He's like, you're quiet. You're quiet now. And you're quiet now. So I'll tell you. I'm like, oh, okay. That's a weird concept. (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean, God? How do I pray without talking? I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) You know, but maybe my prayer time should just be (laughs) a bit of talking and then listening like a normal relationship would be. But Mm. anyway, I digress. So... In that time, he was like, your friend that you let in is not God. And I was like, okay, I know. And he was like, he's not God, 
And I was like, I don't know what you, what are you saying? I know that. He said, come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. He said, when you come to your friend, instead of coming to me, you don't take on my yoke or my burden. You take on theirs. Mm. Their burden and their yoke is not easy or light. Mm. And he said, when you go to your friends for help, when you are weary and heavy laden, you get their yoke and their burden, the things they're carrying, their rationale. And he's like, the boulder represents that person's reasoning. You got their logic. You got their reasoning. And instead of getting freedom from your burden, you've just added more burdens to you. Yeah. And and he said, but when you come to me, there's an exchange that happens where you get my burden and my yoke, which is easy and light. And he's like, but you have to come to me first. You can't go to other people. And I was like, oh my God, I didn't, I didn't even know that was a thing. I didn't mm. know that there was an exchange that happens when you go to someone else with your, your, your burdens, with your problems, with your cares and your worries. You're not going to get freedom. You're just going to add another burden or their reasoning or their rationale. You just do an exchange. You get yoked to them. And he was like, the point is you have to come to me if you want the easy burden and if you want the light burden and you want the easy yoke. He's like, yeah. I can only give that to you. And so, but when you come to me, I will give you rest for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. But the point is you have to come to me first. Right. Yeah. I, I would have never thought of that. Never in my wildest thoughts. I would think that, you know, uh, you sharing something with a friend instead of going to the Lord can be seen as some sort of like an idol or whatever. You know what I mean? Like you give it, mm. you're giving God it's not an idol. Yeah, I know, but God said come to me first to you, right? Yeah. Well, the point is, is that the big boulder creature wasn't an idol. It was the this my friend's reasoning. Mm. It was his reasoning, his explanation. Right. And so instead of getting freedom from my burden, I just took on his reasoning. Right. And then now my heart was overcrowded with everything except for an easy yoke and a light burden. Yeah, that's your experience. But what I'm saying is people can make that into an idol. Like they say, like, like for instance, you say um, whenever you have a problem, you should just, people just go to somebody else always first because, you know, they'll put their hopes and expectations in what other people say instead of giving it up to God. You know what I'm saying? I guess. I don't know that I would call it an idol. I mean, you're replacing what some you're replacing what you would give to the Holy Spirit with giving it to somebody else. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. Like you're making that person your idol yeah. because you're going to them with your problems. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that is true. It's like well, God was saying, like, yeah, your friend's not God. So why would you go to your friend instead yeah. of coming to me? Which is something I didn't even think I didn't even know that was a thing. Like I didn't know that there was an exchange that happens. Like he's like, there's always an exchange. Mm. Like, wouldn't you rather have my exchange? And he's like, I've given you freedom. Don't again burden yourself. Yeah, that's the second piece of that revelation that is crazy to me is that there is an exchange when mm -hmm. you uh, let people in. You know what I mean? In some of your struggles or whatever. And you never have would have thought that because um 
you would have thought my reason is like you have to help each other. You know what I mean? Like you can't just let people suffer quietly. Well, like you have to. Yeah, but I mean, what I've learned about and I've I, I've thought about that, you know, and I've I've thought that before. Obviously, it's like, oh, I'm struggling right now. I need to talk to a friend. Mm, yeah. No, homie, you need to go talk to Jesus first. Yeah, come to me. Yeah, and so I think that's what that I think that's the key. I really do. I think it's like okay, I'm going through something. I'm going to go to God first with it. And then as I go through God, he's going to give me direction, right? Right. Like, for instance, like, so say I go to God and I'm bringing it to God, but maybe the Holy Spirit's saying, okay, um, what, okay, so if you go to God, either it's resolved or it's not, or maybe there's something more that needs to be worked out. But the Holy Spirit's going to direct you in what to do next. And I think that there are times where maybe we don't feel really, I've said this already on here, like if you don't feel relief or there's something, you just need more help bringing it to God. Like you're, the Bible says our, our, our spirit is willing, but our flesh is weak. Sometimes we are just too weak to bring yeah. it to God. And that's when we need someone else to come alongside us and say, not to to give that person our problem not to be like yeah fa is a jerk he told me this and that and our marriage is this not to do that it's always to be like hey i'm struggling right now in my marriage i need you to come alongside me and agree with the word of god and i want you to help me bring this to god like in this moment come to me i mean in this moment help me lift this to god yeah like what i've learned too is as people like share with share what they're going through I don't have anything to say to them. I don't even know what to offer. But the thing I know to offer is prayer. So like, okay, let's bring this to God together. And yeah. like, as you bend at the knees and you lift at one, two, three, you're lifting that heavy burden up to God because sometimes we're just too weak to do it in a flesh way. Yeah, recently we spoke to somebody who were, was at our house and was just sharing a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't help but think like a year ago, I would have given this person advice yeah. to do something right. that is wrong. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I would have said, you need to end this right now. And like, yeah, do this, do that. Go on with your life. Yep. And that's wrong. It is. But now, like, I was, I was extremely happy to know God can solve this. Mm-hmm. I was extremely happy to know uh, we're going to take this to Jesus. We're going to pray for you right now. Yeah. And heal. He will do this for you. Like, he will fix it for you. He'll give you cl- clarity. He will battle for you. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Even last episode, we talked about the relationship injury or whatever. When you come to somebody and, you know, you present these things to God, this angel goes out and does battle for you. So, and I don't know. I don't know. I didn't know I was so wrong on something. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, that's that was clearly wrong. Because you're supposed to go to God first. Yeah. You're supposed to go to God first. And it's funny because I think that that's not easy or intuitive for us to do. And I think that's what like Bible's like, like I'm the Bible, Jesus. Yeah, where, where Jesus tells his disciples like, hey, you know, um, watch and pray and like the flesh is weak, right? Like the spirit's when the flesh is weak. Yeah. I really feel like it, it is hard. It's hard to do that because you think naturally, oh, I'll tell my friend. Or I want to go to this and do that because it's easier. Then it's not easy to give over a problem and not carry it anymore. I don't think that's intuitive to us. I think yeah. that we are we usually ruminate on things and mm. worry about them. And because and- your friend is your friend, you're gonna side with your friend, but you don't 
think that you know there's another side to this and god love god loves the other person too right so it's not just let's uh make our friend feel better yeah let you know you're going to hurt the other person by giving the wrong advice you know what i mean because you'd be like oh um you know if two people are in a dispute or whatever and your friend said we're in the dispute and you're gonna go okay so let's just end this but instead of going to the lord Lord has the answer for both parties because guess what? He loves both parties. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's not just it's it's so wild. Signed with your friend. Yeah. It's so wild because even creates um, division. Hmm? It would create division, you know what I mean, between two people instead of like Yeah, you could be hurting more than helping. Yeah, yeah of course. Um but yeah, like so it's funny because even last night I I don't even know, like it's so crazy to me because, you know, what I was saying about like the daily bread thing. Um, I was like, okay, God. Well, for, okay. This is like a whole vision <laughs> about eating daily with Jesus. But anyway, so I'm like, you know, the Bible is, is clear about like, they say the Lord's like, they're asking like, Jesus, how do we pray? And, and Jesus is like, we'll say this, you know, our, our father who art in heaven, how would be thy name? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Give us this day, our daily bread. Right. And, how many times have I not eaten? You know, like, have I gone without meals from the Holy Spirit? And so now my prayers have been like, give me my bread today, God. And it's, I feel so weird even saying that, like, God, yeah. can you please feed me? But like the Bible is like, yo, give us this day our daily bread. So I'm like, okay, God, I want my daily bread. Yeah. Like, so Lord, give me my daily bread. And so the other day when I was getting ready for work, I was just like, praying and like whatever right and i'll say like this so <laughs> it's funny all right so i had the on my first days okay so as a nurse you work what i do is work 312s you know yeah and so there are times when i have like four days off in a row just kind of happens that way or three or two or whatever so this one day this one week a couple days ago no it was this week a couple days ago i had three days off and then i'm getting ready for work and i'm like hating life basically. And it was like, Friday oh or Saturday. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, I'm sick of doing this. I'm sick of going to the hospital. I'm sick of leaving my family at night. I'm sick of sick people. I'm sick of things. <laughs> I'm sick of all this. I'm like, I'm so discontent right now. And I just like, oh, like, what else can I do as a nurse that's not in the hospital? I'm just so sick <laughs> of the hospital. And uh, it's almost comical because literally the week before I was at work and I'm like, oh my God, it's so great here. Like, thank you, God, for this job. Like, thank you right. so much that I have this job. Like, and I'm I'm a, a contracted worker, so I'm a travel nurse. So I'm at this hospital. My contract ends in November, and I'm like, what am I going to do after this? You know, like, because I've already almost been there for a year. And if I extend again, because they keep asking me to extend, because why not? I, right. you know, and so, and I'm like, yeah, why not? It's good. So I keep extending, but like, you can't go beyond a year and then you're not really considered a traveler anymore. So they kind of things occur where it wouldn't be favorable to get penalized. I don't know what you do, but the whole reason to be a traveler is to travel. So, you know, you can't stay there longer than a year. So if I extended again, it would bring me up to that year. So I can't do that. So I'm like, what am I going to do after? I really, I was like, I was even considered being like per diem there. Cause I like it. Yeah. I like the people I work with. And I was even like getting, you know, 
comments from my coworkers were like, oh my God, like just stay, just be staff here. We're like, you feel like, we already feel like you're staff anyway, you know? And like the supervisor was coming and asking me to stay permanently. And and, you know, so it's like, I'm like there, I like it there. I'm, you know, content. And so I was like, thank you, God. This is so great. Like I'm so blessed. Hashtag blessed. So anyway, fast forward to the next week, I'm hating life. I have to go back to work and I'm like, I don't want to be there anymore. I'm so discontent with this. I want to, you know, go be like, I want to hand out flu shots or something at CVS. Like, I don't know. (laughs) I'm like, I'm just so sick and tired of this. Right. And it was like for a couple hours before work and on my way to work and the first couple hours at work. And then after I was already in there and doing my thing, I got over it. And then the next couple of days I go back to work and I'm fine. Like it's and, and I what I noticed is I'm like, hmm, yeah, always the first day that I go back to work, I'm just freaking miserable. Like that mm, first yeah. day. I'm like, yeah. oh, God, I hate it. And and I was like, uh, I was like, yeah, I was I was telling you like before that, I was like, I don't know what I'm gonna do in November when my contract ends, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I'm getting ready to go back to work. And the Holy Spirit was like, why don't you just ask me what you're supposed to do? In November. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, I could, <laughs> I could do that. Yeah, yeah, okay. Okay, God, what am I supposed to do? And, and the Holy Spirit was like, don't you think it's weird that only on the days that you have to go back to work after having days off, are you, you're like completely miserable and yeah. discontent? And I was like, well, no, I didn't think it was weird until now. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> and the Holy Spirit was like, don't you think that the enemy knows what he's doing? Mm. And I was like, what do you mean? And he was like, don't you think it's odd that you're only miserable for a couple hours each week and then only long enough? Um, okay, what I should say is, like, don't you think it's weird that you're only miserable for a couple hours each week, but not the whole time you're at work right. any other day after? And I was like, well, no, I didn't think it was odd until now. And he was like, the enemy knows what he's doing. And he knows exactly how long he has to torture you until you start catching on that this isn't coming from me, it's coming to me. Mm -hmm. And he said, you need to start asking me whether or not your emotions, your feelings are coming to you or they're coming from you. Right. And he was like, you're not discontent. He's like, last week, you're thanking me for this job. It's something that's coming to you, not from you. Wow. He's like, the enemy knows how long he has to bother you until you start catching on and rebuking him. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. That's so true. Mm. And I was like, oh, my God, that is so true. That's so and powerful. And he was like, yeah. don't you think, I mean, the enemy knows how to stay under the radar. Mm-hmm. He knows how to torture you. Yeah. And he knows how long he has until you start being like, wait a minute. No, I think this is the enemy. So he'll bother you just until that point where you're about ready to figure out what he's doing. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, that is so true. But he was like, when you come to me, I'll let you know. Yeah. And he was like, and and I was like, well, what is, okay, God, like, where is there an example of this in the Bible? And he was like, um, go read about Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. Well, good Boom. job. You like how I said that word? Yeah, I said it right. Job. I've been practicing because I couldn't say it yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> And I, and I went and I went to Matthew uh, 26, 36. That's where Jesus is in the garden and mm, he's miserable. Nice. He's miserable. Yeah. He's, he's so filled with sorrow and, and, and dread that he feels like he's going to die. Right. Yeah. So he takes his, some of his disciples and he's like, just watch and pray with me, please. And he's there and he's like, 
freaking about to die with the horrible feelings he has, right? Yeah. And he's, he goes to God and he's like, God, Father, take this cup from me if it's not your will. Like, I don't want to drink of this cup if it's not your will. And then he goes out, he's praying, and he goes to find the disciples sleeping. And he's like, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I asked you to pray when you couldn't even pray one hour. Yeah. He's like, I asked you to watch and pray. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And then he goes back and he asks God again because he still feels miserable. Mm, He's yeah. like, God, if this is your will, uh, fine. But if it's not, like, take this cup from me. And again, the disciples went back to sleep. And then the Holy Spirit was like, boom, spoke to me. He was like, when you feel sad. Because, like, trust me, the disciples were also sad in that moment. Yeah, They knew what was happening. Jesus told them. So not only was Jesus, like, freaking filled with dread and sorrow, you know, and, and just, like, things are going down. So were the disciples. They didn't quite understand what was happening, but they definitely knew it wasn't good. And they were like, oh my God, it's bad now. And they were sad too. But instead of going to the Father, like Jesus was doing, they went to sleep. And the Holy Spirit was like, you just go to sleep every time that you're starting to feel horrible feelings about whatever. Mm, You start to have feelings or you start to have, you know, sadness, depression, whatever. You Instead of being watchful and praying, you go to sleep. And he said, the enemy is presenting burdens to you. These aren't even real burdens. Yeah. And he said, Bill Johnson always, I, qu- I he quote, he says, God, Bill Johnson always says, a quote from him is like, you only empower the liar when you believe the lie. And he's like, True, you only, yeah. you know, you only have a burden until you pick it up. And he was like, these feelings you have discontent, you're not discontent. The enemy's just lying to you and saying you're discontent and you agreed with it. Yeah. And it was like, it was coming to you, not from you. And he said, the only way you're going to know sometimes if it's coming to you and not from you is by asking me, by right. being watchful. Yeah. That's the whole point of watching and praying. It's like, be on the guard, man. Like the enemy is out to get you. Mm. Don't be stupid. Don't fall asleep. So just like Jesus was feeling awful, you know, had all these negative emotions, he went to the father. He didn't go to sleep. And I was like, okay, God, that's crazy. Like, okay. And I was like... Yeah, like that makes complete sense. So I had to rebuke the enemy for one. I had to ask forgiveness for believing the lie. It was a lie. I'm not discontent, but I agreed with the enemy, you know? So the enemy's all the time being like, just lying about you. Like a fa, you know? Um, Well, I don't know. Whatever insecurity you may have, maybe you say you're old and ugly, like, and then you're not old and ugly, but if you start to believe that you are, then... Yeah. You're going to feel old and ugly, you know? 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, God, I'm like, but so like, what do you, I was like, so what happens when it comes from you? And he said, well, what happens when it came from Jesus? He was like, he was filled with sorrow, right? And he asked the father, is this coming to me or coming from me? It was coming from him because he had a horrible thing happen. that's going to happen, right? Yeah. And he said, but what happened was a death process. And he said, there's always going to be a death process if it's coming from you. He's like, I'll always take it to the cross. Well, anyway, so I asked God, so like, what do you do when the emotions are, so I get it, like the enemy, that's kind of easy. It's like, well, if the enemy's bringing you something, you just rebuke it and tell the enemy where to go, right? Yeah. But what if it's coming from you and it's something that, you know, is internal? And like, he's like, well, just follow the model of Christ. He asked me, it's coming from him, right? 
And there's always a death process after that. She's like, we have to pick up our cross and die daily. And so yeah. if there is something in you, like for instance, jealousy. So like maybe you feel jealous. Maybe that's coming to you or maybe that's coming from you. If it's coming from you, there always has to be a cross at the end of it. There always has to be a death march to it. You know, you're always right. going to have to have a dying of self to that. There's always going to be a death process. And so he was like, if that's the case, then I will take you to crucify it and and bring life after mm-hmm. see that's the process we know that's the process because that's what jesus modeled right um what i can say about this is yeah number one i am really glad you got this because it helps me identify stuff number two is uh seeing you take three four days off and going back to work is awful <laughs> okay because the day before you're already get those feelings that you hate being a nurse, you hate going to work. <laughs> I don't hate ever being a nurse. I everything's, love being a nurse. Well, everything's I worse. I just don't want to go to work. Everything's the worst. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I am miserable most of the time. So thank God, number one. Yeah. Thank God for setting this free all the time. <laughs> yeah. It's this is incredible. I I when I think that you can't get any more wild with your relations, you do. Yeah, homie, this was the daily bread. I was just asking God to feed me today. Yeah. And that's what he fed me. I was like, oh my God. Today? No. Well, did I learn this today? No, it was no. the other day. But yeah, like, I don't know. It's so, it, it is wild to me. Um, to to say all that, like yesterday, when we again were having a little bit of a spat. And it's funny because we usually don't fight that much. But <laughs> for this episode, apparently. It twice, a like a, twice a year. Twice a year, maybe more. But anyway, when I was when we were having that time, I felt miserable because it's it's like I don't there was nowhere to go from there. Like again, it's it's just like I can't fix you, you can't fix me. It we're both set in our ways in, in this aspect and it's kinda like I don't know what else to do if I'm offering to change and that's yeah. not accepted. Like what else am I supposed to do? So I was like, I'm gonna go to sleep. Like literally. I was like, I my night's shot. This is all crap now. I feel miserable. I'm just going to go to sleep. So I went and laid down, but I was like, no, I'm not going to sleep. I'm going to pray. And I'm like praying. And I'm like, God, I don't know what to do. Like, I can't fix this thing. You know, there's nothing in me that can fix this. And I'm coming to you and I'm giving you this. I'm giving you this issue in our marriage. Fix it, God, fix it and take it because I can't do anything to make it better. Mm. And and I've offered and I, I told God, I was like, if I'm wrong in this, God, then you'll have to show me where I'm wrong. And I am more than willing to repent and make it right. But like, I don't know what else I could possibly do and being sincere and everything else. So God, you take the issue and you fix it. And and I was like quiet for a little bit and the most overwhelming sense of peace came over me. I shouldn't cry because it was so crazy. Mm. Like I've like never experienced it before, <laughs> just yeah. wild. And and I felt like the Holy Spirit was like telling me it's gonna be okay. And like in those words, I was like overcome with peace. It was like the argument never even happened. Yeah. And and I was reminded of the verse is like, he will give you the peace that surpasses all comprehension that guards your heart and your mind. And like mm. the peace that overcomes comprehension, that's exactly what that peace was because nothing got resolved with our little argument. But I felt like a hundred bucks. And I was like, this is the wildest thing I've ever seen before yeah. because I've never experienced it. I always talk about it. I talk about, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Bible says there's peace, blah, blah, blah. The peace that surpasses all comprehension. I've never experienced it before. And mm. I've always wanted to. But I've never given it to God first. 
Yeah. In fact, it's so comical to me because usually when I'm feeling sad, I'll go to my mom and I'll tell my mom about it. And the and the first thing she says, like, it's going to be okay, Rachel. It will all yeah. work out. And But I never have felt the, the peace that is attached yeah. to it. But when mm. I went to God, he said the same thing to me, but I felt that peace. Mm. And I was like, oh, my God, this is the... <laughs> This is easy to yeah. do. Um, and at first it wasn't because I was like, I just want to go to sleep. And that mm. was the whole part about the spirit being willing, but the flesh is weak. The flesh yeah. is like, oh, don't even bother, you know? And I was like, oh, this is faith in action because I've never done this before. And I've been a Christian for 33 years. Oh, no, that's not true. Well, I got saved at five. But anyway, <laughs> so I was like, I've been a Christian most of my life and I've never practiced this before. Like I've yeah. never experienced this kind of wild peace, and I was like, "Can I have? It? Is this available to available to me all the time? It is, yeah. And I never have accessed it. I've always thought about it. I always thought I had. I always hear people talk about it. I talk mm. about it. Yeah, and I've never experienced yeah. it in my life. So it was just kind of wild. But that's the key. It's the coming to Him first, and then. Yeah. And it's funny because even even if, okay, even if I'm wrong in it. I don't have to fix myself. I don't have to come up with ways to be better. It's like, oh no, God, I'm just giving you this issue, right? I'm handing it over right. to you, putting your hands. He's going to sort it out. And then he'll tell me my part in it. You know, I don't even have to figure out my part in it. He'll just tell me like, okay, do this instead of that. Um, two things I thought about. Uh, actually, we talked about this in the last podcast, how, before when I was stressed out, I'd go to sleep. Yeah. Because I, that was just like my response to stress. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I need a nap. Yeah. Um, And I never noticed this, like, it's what the disciples did. They're too stressed. They were yeah. to sleep. They were stressed out. Uh, number two is I was thinking to myself today, how, how do people that are married and let's just say our non-believers first mm -hmm. how do they make it yeah i don't know how do you make it out of a marriage how do you make a marriage work if you don't believe in god you know what i mean like if you're don't have the values that you know let's just not even say like god like you if you have the same values and stuff it's easier mm -hmm. but you know with god much easier yeah really 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 knowing god much 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 easier yeah because you go from using your values and your core beliefs to working on something to using god to work on something yeah you know what i mean yeah and he's straight up saying to you do this and that or here's peace so you don't act in fear so you don't act in anger Angry. or yeah. stuff yeah we had a pretty good marriage so far. Yeah. But imagine our marriage day one as it is today. It would have been yeah, so much easier. That's the thing. To get along with you. <laughs> I'm easy to get along with. <laughs> no, but that's the thing. My burden is light. My yoke is easy. Yeah. It's actually easy. Yeah. He makes it easy. He simplifies it. Mm. You know? Which is like, oh my, I feel like I've just won the lottery <laughs> in conflict <laughs> resolution and everything else. You know, it's like, oh my God. And I saw that. I saw like, 
I saw a key, uh, not a key. I saw a lock, right? And it was like, had a heart shaped lock and it had like, um, it's had rocks. It was like a bundle of rocks and it had, um, chains wrapped around these bundle of rocks. It was like one big ball of a ton of rocks and it was locked and chained. And then when I did this yesterday, I saw a key go up to that lock and unlock it and all the boulders just fell. Wow. And all that burden, all that heaviness fell off of me because I just unlocked I, I just unlocked the key. Like I oh, just found crazy. the key to unlock a burden. That's crazy. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God. Thank God. There's a technique here. Mm. <laughs> and it's actually easier and simpler than I could have ever imagined. Mm. It's simple because all you have to do is just go to Jesus. Wow. You know? Yeah. And and I think I asked God, I was like, no, there's definitely been times where I've I have come to you and prayed about it. But I have not felt this peace. And I was, I was like praying, like, what was the difference? And I think the difference was where I was like, God, take it. And that's it. Mm-hmm. I think always before my prayers were like, God, help me. Help me. Yeah. No, God, don't help me. Just take it. And then you sort it out. And then you tell me what to do. Yeah. And I think there's a difference there. Like, I don't want, I don't want God's help. I, just, I mean, I do want God's help. I, I, I want God to take the whole thing completely. Yeah. Don't help me sort it out. Because when I sort it out, I mess it up. But I'm just going to give it to you, let you sort it out, and then you let me know what my part is in it. And I was like, way, way better, way better that way. That's powerful. Yeah. Yeah. I, all my prayers were always just like, God, help me, help me to do the right thing, help me to. And these aren't bad prayers, but it's like, well, why would I resume responsibility of this? Well, you're getting what you're asking for. Yeah. Yeah, help I guess me. that's true. And I probably didn't go to God first anyway in that. Um and then God always did help me sort it out, but it always kind of was, it was not like last night. Let me tell you that much. It was not yeah. that instant peace. Um, so yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, that is, uh, as mind blowing. It completely changed my night yesterday hearing you talk about this. Yeah, it did. And like you came upstairs and it was like better. Yeah. Wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was great. Honestly, it was great. Yeah, well, I think this is a good place to end. I love you a lot. I love you too. Our neighbors started blasting music. So yeah, what are they doing? I don't know out if in it's going to come up here. Like, what is going know. on? And this room is hot. It's not that hot. You it's actually cold need outside. to check your levels. I feel comfortable. It's what you should know here. about me is I'm unwilling to be cold. And being warm it's is always preferable. degrees in here. That's perfect. No. It's a summer day in here, son. Whatever. All right, well, how Summer's about, over, people. Let's pray for the folks. Yeah. The pray for some of that peace for people right now. Oh, pray gosh. for it. Why don't you pray? You know, you no, you, pray you, you got this right now. Um, Pray for people to be able to identify things and give them to God. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. All right. I'm going to pray mm-hmm. about this. All right, dear Jesus, thank you, God, for, man, thank you. (laughs) Thank you, God, that you are always willing to feed us when we are hungry. And so, Lord, I pray that you would just, you first off would give everybody their daily portion, their their daily bread, God, that you would stir hearts to be hungry, Lord, because in their hunger, they will experience you. They will encounter you. It is always through hunger that we are led to experience with you, Jesus. And Father, I pray that you just touch hearts right now, Lord, that you would just give them revelation of your peace, Lord, that you would show, that you would reveal that key um, that unlocks burdens like you did for me. Father, I pray that people will be able to identify areas in their life that they need to just hand over to you. 
And and Lord, I pray that hearts will just be turned towards you, that you would be the first thing, the first one, the first one that we come to when we are carrying any kind of burden or worry or care, God. Jesus, I, I just pray that you would be first in our lives, that that we would just surrender and that we would be watchful and pray, um, that we would watch and pray, God, that we wouldn't go to sleep when our emotions are wild or when the enemy is attacking us, but Father, that we would be able to recognize when when things are coming from us and when they're coming from the enemy, Lord, or when they're coming from you and when you want to work something out in us, God. I just pray that we would be willing to come to you first, God. I pray that we would all have eyes to see you and ears to hear you, Jesus. I pray that they would be able to find that key, Lord, to unlocking burdens in their life, Lord, which is just your word and your truth, God. So, Father, I, pr- I thank you, Lord, that we are all standing on your word and, and we will all come to you when we are weary and heavy laden. Thank you for your peace that surpasses all comprehension. I pray that everybody that's listening would experience that today in a new way um, and that they would have a revelation of it, Father. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. We'll see you next week, and we will be at the Belonging Company. Well, we won't see you. We will. We'll record something. Oh, okay. Well, thanks for listening to us. Share this episode and all the episodes. Yeah. (laughs) And um, like and subscribe and follow us on Instagram and follow us on Facebook and follow us on YouTube. And... Uh, that's Come to it. our house and follow that's us. That's it. <laughs> Just come and follow us outside <laughs> while we're doing stuff. No, don't do that. But um, yeah, I hope you have a great week. And um, bye. Bye. Thanks, everybody. <laughs>